The Seattle Mariners actually won a baseball game, beating the White Sox 5-1, and they are finally, finally, finally done with this awful Midwest weather. We're out of there. We're going home. We're going to Seattle. Welcome to the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Colby, let's get into it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Thursday, April 14th, 2022, and this is the Lockdown Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am your host, Tiny Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode, over there to the right. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners, and you can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon, where we talk about the Mariners even more, and also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week visit patreon.com forward slash control zone for more information on that if you are interested and if this is your first time joining us here welcome to the show if you like what you hear give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this and if you're watching to uh, watching us on youtube hit the subscribe button turn on the notification bell and give this video a thumbs up tell your friends tell your enemies tell whoever you want to come check us out we greatly appreciate it so colby mirrors are back in the win column, baby. Three and four, not great, but not wholly awful considering how things went the last four days. They beat the White Sox five to one. Bats kind of came alive today. They scored five runs, which is better than uh, some of these other games that they played lately. Uh, that's actually the most runs that they've scored all year, right? Or yeah, yeah, five runs is the most, right? Because it was four, they've scored four a bunch. Uh, you know, uh, I think probably four out of the last six games or whatever. But uh, yes, five to one. Jared Kelnick, couple of hits today, including a two-run shot. One of the hardest hit home runs of the year thus far in Major League Baseball. 114 miles per hour off the bat. Cal Raleigh got a win-assisted solo home run. And then Mitch Haniger got his third home run of the year. Two-run shot to cap off the scoring effort for the M's. Well, let's talk about the bats. It still wasn't great. Runners in scoring position, they were still one for 10. They left 10 men on base, still some strikeouts, didn't really take advantage of, uh, you know, aside from the Kelnick home run, didn't really take advantage of a mismatch against uh, Jimmy Lambert, another, you know, mediocre at best pitcher. Uh, but still, they, they did enough to get the win here. What did you see from the bats? Who impressed you? Who did not? And all that good stuff. Yeah, it was uh, it was a step in the right direction. Um, you know, the, a home run driven offense is uh, dangerous because you can't really predict home runs. Uh, so, yeah, it would still be nice to see somebody drive a guy in from first with a double down the line, or you know, back to back doubles. That might be something fun to see. But uh, yeah, it was it was better today, certainly. Um, it's not quite the the breakout that I'm, I think is going to happen pretty soon. Um, they're the as a team, their XWOBA numbers are, are above average. Um, we we've seen some bad luck. They've hit into some bad luck. Um, you know, they've had some bad luck weather wise as well. Uh, but yeah, we've seen them get bad hit uh, quite a few times. Uh, particularly Jesse Winker seems to be uh, the main culprit right now. Uh, but yes, the at bats are pretty good. They're striking out below league average right now. They're walking at a higher clip. Uh, than league average. Um, so they're putting the ball in play about as much as anybody. It's not a strikeout problem. Uh, they're walking more than anybody. That's, that's or well, more than most. Uh, that That's not a huge problem. 
Um, it just it, right now it's coming in the form that they're they're not getting those those big hits um, when they need them, and uh, it's it's unfortunate. But today was a step in that right direction. Uh, again, it, it's you're not complaining about five runs. I mean, five runs is five runs, uh, but. Yeah, they still left. They still left some opportunities on the table. So the the big explosion hasn't come yet. Hopefully, it comes this weekend. That would be great. Um, but overall, today was a was a better day, and uh, it was it was their best. Uh, it was their best day of the year, probably. Um, uh-huh. There were some re- really quality at bats today. Yeah, some really good at bats. Um, mm-hmm. Some still some bad at bats. Some questionable at bats in terms of the umpiring as well particularly when julio rodriguez is up to bat believe you mentioned before we hit record on the show that he has been caught looking five times on pitches that were outside the zone Mm -hmm. leads all major league baseball yeah closest guy i believe is uh is has three and that's uh tucker barnhart of the tigers that is Unfortunate. Hopefully some better, more favorable umpiring for Julio once we get back to T-Mobile Park here. We'll, we'll see how that goes. But uh, let's get back to Jerry Kelnick because he's kind of the uh, the star of the show today. Uh, a couple of hits. The big home run, of course. Also got a single. What did you see out of Kelnick today? Uh, well, he, he got a good matchup and he took advantage of it. Um, it's, you know, it's one of those... You, you can't get too excited because it's just Jimmy Lampard and, and yeah, but you know, the home run was extremely well hit. Uh, it was a pitch that, uh, that Jared had missed, uh, you know, in yeah. previous games. Uh, he, he certainly earned it. He deserved it. Um, he hit it very hard in a long ways. Uh, but yeah, I, I think we're, we're starting to see a little bit of Kelnick kind of slowly stretching, uh, sl- uh, slowly moving away from this slump that he's in. Yeah. Um, we've seen a few more quality at bats in the series. We saw a pinch hit at bat where he drew a walk, uh, laid off some tough pitches. Uh, he's not he's not quite there yet. He's still missing pitches down the middle. Um, he's still quite susceptible to that change up blown away. Um, yeah, there was a slider that uh, was kind of middle middle for him. I believe it was his yeah. third at bat, and he uh, yep. fouled it. He pop fouled or, or something. I forget what the outcome was, but he missed it. That's that's the the key yeah. thing there. Very hittable pitch, um, but he does yeah. look more comfortable. Um, I, 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 again, we'll see. Um, but you know, it's first two a game of the year. It's really the first time that he's hit the ball hard all year. Um, yeah. Got a stolen base in there too. Uh, it's you know, you never know what what these small little victories can do for you. And Jared, again, he looks like he's slowly getting there. Uh, we'll have to see if the results follow. Uh, but he does appear to be more comfortable at the plate, and he does appear to be uh, actually starting to lay off of those pitches that he was swinging at in the first three or four games. Uh, he's being a little more selective about the pitches he does. Yeah. At. And as we saw today with the home run, I mean, this is a special guy still. You know, that's yep. special power. That's ridiculous power. And uh, to go off the pesky pole as well, you know, a little little out of benefit there, uh, a little doink there for, uh, for Kelnick. Let's talk about J.P. Crawford here because he just keeps on hitting right now you know he's not making a ton of hard contact but he's making contact and quality contact at that two for yep. five today he's hitting 417 leading the team in average right now uh what mm-hmm. are you seeing out of uh jp yeah nothing nothing too terrible different you know this is we've seen jp kind of go through these stretches before they typically last about a month and then they you know he kind of regresses and 
and JP's kind of a streaky hitter because he doesn't have tremendous bat speed. Um, so when his swing is on and he, he can kind of make that consistent contact, he's, he's, he can do this type of thing for you. Uh, mm-hmm. When the swing is off, it's going to look really bad um, yeah. because timing for him is so important because he doesn't have the bat speed to make up for it. So, uh, yeah, mostly it's just JP looking like JP. You know, he's not he's not turning on baseballs more than he usually is. Um, he's not hitting the ball a lot harder than he normally is. Um, it's just JP, you know, understanding who he is as a hitter uh, going up there and, and missing fewer pitches than everybody else in the lineup right now. So JP's dialed in. He's in a pretty good spot. Um Again, we'll see how long it lasts. Uh, it's it's not uncommon for Crawford to do this. I think, uh, what was it, last June? Um, he was one of the better hitters in baseball for, for a whole month. Yeah. So not super uncommon. I'm not seeing anything mechanically. I'm not seeing anything that suggests that he's now a 300 hitter. Um, you know, But, yeah, he, he has been the most consistent bat, and, and we saw the Mariners clearly agree because he hit fifth today, which is yeah. it's a good spot not for something him. I had – it's not something I had on my bingo card, but right now that's not a bad spot for him. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a good place for him right now as he's currently hitting. And uh, right now, considering, you know, some of the bad luck that Adam Frazier has had and some of the poor quality of bats that he's also had, maybe there starts to be a conversation there about putting JP back in the leadoff spot, but we'll see. It's still very, very, very early. We're only one week into the season after all. Uh, lastly, uh, you know, Seven hits here for the Mariners, six walks. Jesse Winker, uh, another walk. Mitch Hanniger with his first walk of the year. Eugenio Suarez with a couple walks, also had three strikeouts, though. he's uh, He's been very sh- up and True. down. It's yeah. like one day he'll go two for four, and then the next day he'll strike out three or four times. It's yeah. uh, yeah. it's <laughs> it's either w- one extreme end of the spectrum or the other with Eugenio Suarez so far. But uh, he's, you know, he's made an impact at least. And he's also made a couple of really good defensive yeah. plays back-to-back days. I mean, if, if you ignore the issues they had in the, what was it, the top of the fifth, bottom of the fifth, yeah. um, with the with the pop-ups, like, whatever. I think we can give him a pass on that. Uh, Suarez has been fine defensively. Um, you know, not great, but he's made a couple of really nice plays, including the, uh, the diving stop to rob a double from... Is that I, I mean... I mean, I guess the Mariners did, in fact, trade for Matt Chapman. <laughs> ah, ah, see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, pretty close. So, uh, yeah, Suarez has been fine. And, you know, it, it was rough there after uh, the Minnesota series was rough. I thought he looked pretty good in this series. Um, certainly the pitch recognition looked a little bit better uh, than it did in Minnesota. And again, you know, Suarez is a guy who's prone to, to hot streaks and, and cold streaks. So it's it's not as consistent as somebody like Winker or Frazier is going to be. All, all hitters will slump. All hitters will get hot. But um, when it comes to a guy like Suarez, it's going to run really hot or really cold for, for stretches. There's going to be very little plateau in his game. So you just got to kind of ride out the hot stretches and, and uh, you know, hope that other guys can pick up the slap, the slap, pick up the slack while he's cold. So, uh, yeah, but I, I think Suarez has been pretty pretty good. Pretty good so far. Yeah. Logan Gilbert went uh, five solid innings today. We're going to be talking about his start. Andres Munoz, who had a disgusting inning. 
uh, out of the bullpen today as well. We're going to be talking about those guys in just a minute. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting, stats, and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. You're listening to Locked On Mariners. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. And just a reminder to check out Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he is going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts just like us. I believe Lindsey is actually going to be doing a deep dive into the Mariners farm system here on one of his uh, next episodes. So, yeah, tomorrow. Be sure to check out Locked On MLB Prospects after you're done listening to us tomorrow. Uh, so let's get into Gilbert's start here. Four strikeouts, five innings pitch. Probably should have went a little bit longer into this game, if not for the wind and all those errors and pop flies miss and all that stuff. Um, only six swings and misses. Uh, slider wasn't very much present today, um, but he was able to do some good work with the fastball. What did you see out of uh, Gilbert today? Yeah, it was kind of an interesting day from Gilbert. I didn't think he was... He didn't have his, his best stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I think that was pretty clear. Um, you know, fastball velocity was was fine. Uh, he hit 97 a couple times, but he also was at 93 a few times, averaged about 95 miles an hour, which is just down slightly from where he was. His first outing, not a huge deal. Um, but, yeah, he just the slider didn't have the same bite that it did in Minnesota. Um, and, honestly, he didn't use his changeup or knuckle curve enough for us to even talk about them. He – he, of his 85 pitches, he threw seven changeups and four knuckle curves. That's just – that's not enough. Um, yeah. It, it kind of makes sense against this particular lineup. It was very right-handed heavy. Um, we know that that Gilbert likes to go to his slider against righties, um, the changeup against lefties. But uh, there does need to be more more pitch mix here. Um, so, yeah, I, I didn't think Gilbert was great. I thought he was pretty good. Um, he was efficient. Uh, again, if not for the – debacle in the top of the fifth um call it wind gate i guess um he probably would have gone six he was never really in any danger until that situation i, I don't even know what we're calling it can, um, we, can we talk about that real quick like what's with this angels in the outfield type of stuff that the white Sox had going on all <laughs> series long yesterday with the rain game which we're not going to even get Robbie into. Ray on the mound. It's probably a good thing that there was a game this afternoon, this morning, wherever in the world you are <laughs> watching it, because we probably would have spent this entire episode otherwise uh, just ripping into Major League Baseball for letting that inning go on, where Robbie Ray can't even plant his leg. J.P. Crawford is slipping all over the place. Evanio Suarez is slipping all over the place. There's puddles in the outfield. Uh, the White Sox grounds crew is only putting, uh, you know, stuff down on the dirt, you know, dirt before the White Sox take the field. And where the when the Mariners are taking the field, they're not doing anything to keep up with with the ground. So you know, whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, it it just seemed like every time the Mariners would go out on the field, the, the weather would just get worse. The wind would just get worse. The rain would just get worse. Last night when the White Sox would come out on the field it was fine for the most part for the most part at least just some angels in the outfield level type stuff that is just completely inexplicable clearly home field advantage and clearly there is a conspiracy afoot uh but jokes aside um 
let's talk about Andres Munoz because hot damn. <laughs> Three strikeouts. I believe he has struck out the last eight batters he's faced. Since uh, uh since since Byron Buxton hit the home run, uh he mm-hmm. has faced nine hitters. He uh got the first guy to fly out, I believe it was Polanco. Mm-hmm. Uh since then he has struck out eight in a row. So yes, he has struck out eight of his last nine. Uh and he has not allowed a base runner since the uh the home run to Buxton. So pretty good. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Uh, 103 miles per hour at one point with the fastball. <laughs> it was a ball, to be fair, but it was 103 miles per hour on does the Does it radar. even matter if it it's 103 miles an hour? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, yes, and uh, he followed that pitch up with like an 89-mile-per-hour slider. That he was painting. The corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, if, if Andres Munoz has that slider command, um, you know, if it, it He's not going to have it every single time out, but when he right. does have that slider command, it's over. You're done. You're not. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. You can hope you guessed right, like Byron Buxton did, and just start swinging before he even starts his wind up, or yeah. you can make an out. Like those are your options. So uh, yeah, obviously he's going to have games where he doesn't have that slider. He's he still has some command issues. Um, he's going to walk guys at times. Um, so yeah, obviously that's not who Munoz is. That is who he can be. And yeah. That is the the best stuff in the in a very good Mariners bullpen. And what uh, is this? So. His fourth outing since coming off of Tommy John surgery, like yes. major league outing. Like that's yes. it's very impressive. It's hard not to get really excited about that. There is some nasty stuff in this Mariners pitching staff. It's uh, ridiculous mm-hmm. uh, when you talk about Logan Gilbert and Robbie Ray and, and Matt Brash, and then you go into the bullpen. And you see, I mean, Paul Seawall today just effortless. Uh, you know, he went fastball right up the middle to uh, to Gavin Sheets for uh, strike three. I believe it was fastball. Maybe I'm remembering yep. incorrectly, but um, yeah, that was down just, the pipe. yeah, it was just a just a ridiculous outing uh, for the bullpen today. Diego Castillo looked great as well. Um, yeah, man, this this you know this bullpen has suffered some injuries. Sergio Romo, we haven't talked about that since the last time we hopped on here. He's on the 10-day IL with right shoulder inflammation. Matt Cook is now up in the bullpen. Um, you know, Casey Sadler obviously got hurt, and that's why Romo came in. Um, but even even despite all that, they still have some dogs in this pen, and uh, and it's picked up right where it left off, more or less. Um, and adding Andres Munoz to that, if he can pitch like this on a fairly consistent basis, oh boy. <laughs> watch, watch out. The six through nine innings in games, uh, most nights, going to be a rough time for opposing teams. Right. And I, I think one thing we we also, I mean, they're going to get Giles back eventually and add him to that mix. We'll see what Giles we get, um, but it should still help. Uh, Romo doesn't seem overly concerned. He said it's more fatigue than anything else. Um, he thought it was because of the, uh, the short ramp up. So he's, he doesn't seem too concerned that it's a long-term issue, but again, it is a shoulder issue. Mm. That was enough to put him on the IL. So shoulders are scary. We'll see where it goes. Um, and of course, you know, there, there's a possibility that Kirby comes up and he's in the bullpen for a little while or crash gets moved to the bullpen. Right. Um, when Kirby comes up and, and and if, if the Mariners are in it, um, then Jerry Depoto will certainly add another bullpen arm and, that's pretty exciting because Jerry has a pretty darn good track record uh, when it comes to adding bullpen arms and, and finding out, you know, getting them fairly cheap too. Um, not to, not to, you know, 
dismiss Austin Shinton, who you know I love. Um, but <laughs> yeah, that's what they got Diego Castillo for. And Diego Castillo is, when he's on, he's right there with anybody else in that Mariners bullpen. And we've talked about how nasty it is. So bullpen's actually been one of the bright spots so far this year, uh, aside from the, the home run game. Let's just call it that against in Minnesota. Uh, bullpen's been pretty good, uh, top to bottom. Um, and then obviously Mishevitz, which yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, even or like Elias, a, maybe even Matt Fessa kind of looks like a dude yeah. now. Like that's uh, yeah, is Matt Fessa? Yeah, yeah. I think that's what I was about to reference. I think you tweeted that what yesterday that yeah, maybe Matt Fessa is JT Chargois. That'd be uh, that'd be that'd be pretty nice. Kind of looks like it, Matt uh, Whistler. You, you mentioned George Kirby. Uh, I know this has nothing to do with uh, the game today, but last night, five innings pitch, just two hits, zero runs, eight Ks on 76 pitches, 48 of them strikes. He retired the last 12 batters in that game. How quick do you think we might actually see George Kirby, especially if maybe uh, you know Chris Flexen or Marco Gonzalez or maybe Matt Brash falls off a little bit? You know, uh, What do you think it would take I, I that I think that's how I should probably phrase this question instead. Right. What do you think it would take, aside from injury, for George Kirby to get into this uh, into this rotation? The calendar turning to the middle of May, and then uh, who's out? Especially if Brash pitches the way that he did in in Chicago. They'd Robbie probably Ray. move. <laughs> I mean, because clearly been, he's your clearly he's, he's your worst starter. <laughs> yeah. Um, by the way, you can't say anything negative about Robbie Ray's slider control when it's a, in a downpour. Uh, people on Twitter don't like that. Um, saying that, oh, hey, Robbie Ray doesn't have a very hasn't had a very good slider control yet. Well, he's pitching in a monsoon. Like, yeah, I know that's they might be connected. I like it. Whatever. Anyways. Um, Probably flexing. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I I don't think that they would be opposed to moving Marco to the bullpen, but if it's close at all, they're probably going to give that nod to Marco. You know what I mean? Um, and again, since we're assuming no injury, um, I just I don't. It's like if flexing is significantly better than Marco, then then you just deal with it. And you know, I think Marco's a smart enough guy. He gets it. They could also just go to a six man rotation for a little while. Sure. Um, try and, you know, help Brash and, and uh, Gilbert to a lesser extent, kind of try and extend their seasons, try and keep the wear off of them. Um, so six man rotation at some point is not out of the question. Uh, but yeah, I don't see any way it happens until at least May. Um, I just I, I think, again, the, the Mariners came out yesterday or this morning and said they really want to keep Kirby at around 120, 130 innings uh, this year so how do you kind of manage both him and brash not being able to give you, you know, a, a full starters load. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe it's by putting both of them in the rotation and just having a six man, six man uh, type of situation. Um, and if, you know, if, if Flexen and Marco and, and if they're both pitching well, uh, then that's probably the only way you can do it unless you're willing to move brash to the bullpen and we'll see how he looks over his next few starts. But based on what we saw on, what was it? Monday. Mm-hmm. That's that's not a viable scenario right now. Yeah, for sure. Although Matt Brash coming out like in the sixth to get like you know six to go sixth and seventh inning, <laughs> that stuff yeah. in a relief roll. 
it, I mean, it, it would be nasty, but that would also rob me of getting to see Matt Brashko <laughs> like six. But, <laughs> but you would get to see him pitch more days. So mm, that that is a good counterpoint. Mm-hmm. Like uh, by the way, this this comes from uh, our friend of the show, uh, Jason Churchill at Prospect Insider. Uh, the Mariners have Mariners uh, pitching has a three seven four xFIP through four games or through seven games. That is fifth best in the American League. Uh, starting pitchers are eighth in the American League. Bullpen is first uh, in xFIP. Uh, Seattle relievers lead all of baseball with a thirty three point seven percent K rate and still has the ninth best base on ball percentage. So is that including Mariners today's bullpen. today's yes. game? Okay. Yep. Mariners bullpen getting it done, and really the pitching in general. So the Mariners are finally going home. They're finally out of the Midwest. Oh, my God. We don't have to deal with this weather anymore. We're going to a stadium with a roof for the next 10 games. It's incredible. So uh, what do you think home cooking is going to do for the Mariners? <laughs> um, well, first of all, they're going to get a very valuable off day at home uh, on Monday. So that's, yes. that's great. That's huge, uh, especially if since you know mother nature and major league baseball has basically tried to screw the mariners on the schedule front um so at least they didn't have to play the doubleheader today yeah i'd probably rather they had done that than the uh the rain game yeah 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 yeah. whatever either way um good news is bullpen's in pretty good shape still so uh no issues there like we thought could be a problem um they're they know that they're going to play they know that first pitch is going to be on time they know that they're going to get the game in there. I mean, they know where they're going to, you know, you know, I mean, they know it's just, it's a comfort thing. And, and I think they're going to get feed off the energy. We got sellout crowd on Friday. I think we have near sellout on Saturday and Sunday. Um, we'll see what the, what the crowd reaction is like. I'm assuming it's going to be pretty, uh, um, what's the word? I'm assuming it's going to be pretty energetic. Uh, it'll be a pretty, uh, excited crowd. Uh, Based on my my Twitter mentions, there are a lot more people paying attention to the Mariners right now than there are most years, which is uh, you know not not that surprising and also a good thing. So uh, I think it's just going to you know playing with the crowd, you know having that energy behind you, actually knowing you're going to have to play, playing in relative comfort. Um, yeah, it's you know the, the weather in Seattle is not great. It's supposed to be in the high 40s, low 50s, and raining, but we were smart enough to put a roof on our stadium, so those games will be played. Uh, so yeah, hopefully it helps the bats more than anything, but, uh, yeah, I, I think it's, it's just, it's going to be the, the energy is going to be huge, especially tomorrow. And hopefully the Mariners can capitalize on that because if they come home and they take two of three from, from Houston, if they can find a way to do that, um, things could, could take off pretty quick, uh, for the Mariners. Yeah. So, yeah. And then they got the Rangers and the Royals, a couple of favorable matchups, not necessarily easy matchups, but no, favorable matchups. Yes. For sure, yes. Um, which is which is nice after going up against, uh, you know, the 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 Twins who are really good and the White Sox who are really good, and you know, obviously the Astros are the best team in the division right now. We'll we'll see how that progresses over the course of the year, but right now, you sure. I mean, we'll, Oakland's. We'll oh yeah, Oakland. Yeah, you know, maybe 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 Jason Burke host of the Locked On A's podcast was onto something. <laughs> maybe they did win the off season. <laughs> I mean, clearly, man, they're four and three. They're ahead of the Mariners um, in the standings. So, like, yeah, man. I mean, hey, Frankie Montes, Ramon Laureano, yeah. Sean Murphy with his um, gluteus maximus. 
Uh, ball magnet is uh, is certainly something. Uh, did they? I think they swept the Tampa Bay Rays. That is ridiculous. I'm pretty sure. That is uh, no, no, no. Okay, no. I'm sorry. Uh, they, they actually lost. One? lost. Yes. Okay. All right. That makes they more took, sense. They took three of four. Wow. Including thirteen to thirteen to two victory, a four to two victory, and a six to three victory. The one loss coming on Tuesday where they lost nine to eight. Wow. So, nine to eight. That's watch out for the A's, baby. <laughs> Imagine after last year, the Mariners right. just absolutely dominating them, bullying them, bullying Bob Melvin out of town, bullying them into a rebuild, basically. The A's actually give the Mariners problems this year. Crazier <laughs> things have happened. Um, yeah. I remember the two thousand, the early 2000s Mariners seems the good ones. They always seem to struggle against Tampa. This is back when Tampa was really bad. I just right. They go like five and four against them or something great, like just barely edge them out. But uh, yeah, by the way, uh, fun note: the American League doesn't have a five-win team yet. So, well, the Mariners are uh, two wins off of that mark. We'll see if maybe they can pick one up tomorrow against Jake Odorizzi and the Astros. Mm -hmm. Ty, who has the best record in baseball? Oh, I don't even know. Blue Jays? The Colorado Rockies. <laughs> the, Rockies are, the Rockies are four and one. Yep. Who has the most wins in Major League Baseball? I don't know. Like probably the Nationals or something if we're going on this trend. Not 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 quite. Maybe uh, the Padres? The Mets. The Mets. Oh, the, the Mets. Okay. The Mets are five and two. Uh All the right. Rockies are four and one. Um, See, clearly, you know, Chris Bryant changed everything. If only the Mariners gave him if only the Mariners gave him 7182 with a no trade clause. Full no trade clause. And in the realm of not that hard to believe, um Texas is one and four and uh Baltimore is one and five. So I was actually gonna guess that Baltimore had like the best record or something. I haven't been keeping up with what's been going around uh, around the league the last few days. Too early Uh, to do that. Yeah, two, two, uh, two. By two the early. way, the uh, three teams have one win right now. It's the Orioles, the Rangers, and Ty. Uh, Brewers? Because I know they've no. been struggling. No. No. They're three and three. Oh, okay. Who is it? Tell the me. Marlins. Oh, wow. That's Who sucks. come to Seattle at the end of the month? Uh, No, they actually go to Miami. Seattle goes oh. to Miami because because they go to Tampa oh, as well. Tampa, yeah, okay. Yeah, they go to Tampa as well, which is a really cool. fun road trip. I think that's going to be a fun. Uh, yeah. What I think six game stretch. Do they play four mm-hmm. against Tampa? It doesn't matter. Um, so. That's yeah. homecoming for Logan Gilbert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Homecoming for for Cal Raleigh. Uh, for Cal Raleigh. Yeah, yeah. Who uh, lives in a, an apartment together uh, along with Matt Brash? That trio. We're before we hit record on the show. We were talking about, uh, you know, the Mariners should uh, put together like a real world uh, Seattle Mariners edition with uh, Raleigh, Gilbert, mm-hmm. and Brash. I would like to see that reality show at least for a month. Yeah, I want to see what well, goes on in that household. At the very least, give Julio a camera and have him go do an MTV Cribs style <laughs> interview for the YouTube channel. I think that would be a lot of fun. That'd be great. So. That'd be great. That'd be great. It's, yes, I am very interested in that now. Uh, Cal Raleigh should not have mentioned that they all live together because now I, I just I'm forever going to think about what that 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 is like. Uh, I will not be able. I to- is going to walk the streets of Seattle 
after a Mariners game, waiting for a car to pull into the parking garage so you can be like, is that them? <laughs> is that the, hey, hey guys, can I uh, maybe stay over for the night? <laughs> you know, I, I am. I, I, <laughs> I am the host of the Lockdown Mariners podcast after all. So, I mean, I have clout. Uh, yes. So going Clearly. back to... Going back to the team, though, coming back home, I think this is going to do well for the bats, though. Uh, you know, especially like, hey, maybe Jesse Winker can finally, you know, <laughs> put a ride into one and it actually finds grass or maybe even some bleachers because, man, that guy has had some awful, awful luck, particularly in this in this series. The uh, particularly the first two games of the series, uh, Adam Engel robbing him yesterday uh, and then Luis Robert robbing him in the first game. Yeah, I'd be pretty frustrated if I was uh, if I was Jesse Winker. But hopefully that uh, I mean, he's putting together some of the most quality at bats in this Mariners lineup right now. Uh, it's just not really, uh, you know, there's not really a ton zero, of results coming from him. Yeah, zero yeah. concern about Winker. Yeah, no, he, he looks like Jesse Winker. That's yeah. a good thing. You know, and uh, the doubles, the home runs, they'll come eventually. Yep. And so far, he hasn't been a liability in the field. So... Uh, for the I mean, most part, for the most like, part, there's I can't imagine a I can't remember a play that was like, oh, a good left fielder makes it and a bad one doesn't. You know what I mean? So like, but sometimes that's a little subjective because you know, bad outfielders don't even get there where they should, sure, and it's sure. it's kind of hard to tell from TV. But yeah, I mean, no, nothing nothing egregious, right? Nothing <laughs> nothing kind of just where you just kind of like nothing like Chris yeah. Bryant the other day in Colorado. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, nothing, nothing uh, like Chaz McCormick on the Astros the other day in Arizona. <laughs> so I mean, to be fair, they were going to lose anyway. So they were going to lose uh, anyway. But you know, anytime that I yeah. get to point and laugh at the Astros, I'm going to take it. Mm -hmm. Of course. Mm -hmm. uh, one more thing here, I, I think we're about to wrap up here, uh, yeah. but uh, I want to give a shout out here to the real MVPs of this. Uh, what was it? A seven game road trip. Yeah. How about the Mariners catchers? Um, yeah. Yeah. They they are six for twenty with five walks, seven strikeouts, and two home runs. So Mariners catchers are slashing as of now, three hundred, four forty, six hundred. Just as we all expected. Mariners catchers carrying the load. Yep. And by the way, looking pretty good defensively. Um yeah, not bad. Murphy. Eh, Murphy had the, the slider go between his wickets last night yeah. and, you know, i mean in the yeah. rain but yeah it doesn't matter man <laughs> anything that goes through your legs as a catcher you're that that's a bad look like i don't care what what the situation is you can't go through your legs but other than that yeah it's been fine like nobody's a great framer you know i haven't noticed one guy stealing more strikes than anybody else so um yeah and it's you know run game nobody has a great arm but you know then again the mariners pitchers really don't seem to care about controlling the run game yeah helping their catchers in any way shape or form anyway so it's kind of yeah. tough to judge them on that but yeah the defensively the catchers have all been fine i think and offensively they've all contributed i think i i don't know if a mariners catcher has had an offer like in terms of getting on base i think there's been like some over threes with a walk but i think a mariners catcher has reached base in all seven games um and that's like more I said, than I thought they were going to get. So, like, like I said, just as we all expected. Yes, we we yes. we totally saw this coming completely, one hundred percent. Especially and, especially Cal Raleigh being confident at the plate, which is that's blown I mean, my mind thus far. <laughs> that uh, I mean, we we all thought 
that it was going to be JP and the catchers dragging the Mariners offense uh, across the finish line. Hey, the you got him. You got to mention Mitch Haniger here. Cause if you don't, we're Do going I, to, we're going to get absolutely destroyed on Twitter. Again. No, you know what? You're welcome. Everybody. <laughs> I made that Haniger home run happen. Go check out CTZ control the zone on Twitter. I made that Haniger home run happen. And a lot of people were giving me credit for it. And I appreciate it because I deserve it. You're welcome. If, if we wouldn't get copyrighted, I would absolutely play that uh, Nickelback <laughs> Hero song from Spider-Man 1 on, on the show to close oh, us out. But Just, unfortunately, we cannot. Play the Michael Scott instead. The, I, I feel like the YouTube overlords <laughs> would probably uh, get on yeah, us about that as not. well, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, on that note, that is going to do it for our show. Thank you, our dear listeners, so much for joining us here on Locked On Mariners. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. We greatly appreciate the support. Now make your second listen of the day, Locked on MLB. That's where Paul Francis Sullivan and Please Call Him Sully brings you his unique perspective on the Major League's present and past. It's free wherever you get your podcasts just like us. So have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we will see you tomorrow. Go Ems.